Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Tuesday, November 13th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 584 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set, of course, to talk about our favorite subjects of all time here in the radio network, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our Wrestling News and Visitors segment here tonight, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Girolamo. J.D. is a 2015-17 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Joining us in the TalkShoe chat box here tonight, bringing us today in wrestling history, is of course the first 2016 Hall of Famer, and also the other another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team from every Monday afternoon is the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Before we get underway here with with our lineup here for tonight, let us welcome JD and John to what should be an explosive, extremely explosive, and always dynamic episode 584 of Revolution. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Howard Cosell with our friend Frank Gifford and Dandy Don Meredith here on Monday Night Football, or should we say Tuesday Night Wrestling here on Revolution. Tonight, we have a lot to talk about pertaining to last night's Monday Night Raw show from Kansas City, Kansas. And of course, we have got one hellacious discussion of upcoming. So sit back. Pop open a cold one and get ready for what will be the madness that is revolution. Oh, I like that. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you much, JD. And thank you very much there, Howard. <laughs> you know, I like that. Very good indeed. Very good indeed. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed comes to us tonight from a group started by one of our veteran members of WCWS, uh, Miss Sarah Elizabeth Martin. That group entitled, of course, Ambrose Rollins Reigns Shield News. 
and care to join us for our live video feed of Revolution episode 584 tonight, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Shield Cena News. And if you care to join us through talkshoe.com, the phone number as always is 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, in addition to the news and views of extreme birthdays, we, of course, will be talking about what happened last night on the Monday Night Raw before Survivor Series, which will, which apparently now it seems to have to have impacted Survivor Series a little bit. And we'll talk more about that here in just a few minutes. Plus, also here, folks, we'll have we'll have a we'll have a few little wrestling extras coming your way here tonight here <clears throat> as well. Plus, announcements once again on our lineup here for this coming week here in the radio network where it pertains to, of course, not only Survivor Series, but, of course, something that takes place beforehand. And we'll talk more about that here in just a few minutes. In the meantime here, folks, let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling here with our wrestling news and news segment. And here to bring it to us here, uh, the, uh, Mr. Howard Cosell himself <laughs> from Team <laughs> <laughs> the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo. J.D., what's going on in the wrestling news scene tonight? Well, thank you, Nara, Dandy, Don, Chad, Hinshaw. Yes, indeed, Howard. We have quite a bit to talk about. And tonight, boy, oh, boy, you picked a good night to saddle up with us, as we said. First off, on Mixed Match Challenge tonight, it will be Team Flair, AJ Styles, and Charlotte Flair taking on the undefeated Miz and Asuka. And then, prior to that, it will be the team of Country of Von Strowman and Ember Moon, the war goddess, looking for payback after what happened last night to her on Monday Night Raw in Kansas City, finds herself with her big teammate, the monster among men against Big Bad Bobby Lashley and Mickey James, if you will. So those two will be happening tonight on Mixed Match Challenge. Meanwhile, however, as first reported earlier today, however, apparently, however, Becky Lynch, however, will not be competing now in the big upcoming match, however, with Ronda Rousey this Sunday, apparently after suffering a severe broken nose and concussion last night in what was a very intense, very physical, more straight-up brawl, if you will, however, in Kansas City, however. Rousey, of course, was supposed to fight Becky, however, this past coming Sunday, I should say, however, but instead that did not happen. As a result, because of what's happened now, we now know there has been a substitute named for this, and we will talk about who that substitute is in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Meanwhile, Shane McMahon, however, was originally part of last night's show, however, but was written out of it. Originally, however, he did not end up traveling to Kansas City for the event and was not used whatsoever. And speaking of Becky Lynch, however, mind you. However, we understand that Paige, however, took to Twitter on Becky Faces Work, leading the women of SmackDown in their attack last night on the Raw roster, however, and said the following on a post, however, to Twitter with by Lynch reacting to the segment, however, mind you. At the time, however, hold on a second, I'm trying to get this what it was, however, so bear with me, folks. Uh, where is it? Of course, this is what Paige said. This is the face of the new baddest woman on the planet. Proud of everything she's doing, especially because she's Team Blue. Hashtag Survivor Series. Hashtag SmackDown. Hashtag The Real Ace Show. At Becky Lynch. WWE at WWE. 
Uh, let's see. Some other news, however, as you know, however, we have heard some other news, however. The viewership this week for Raw did go up some, however, if you will, however, from last night's show, however. And we'll tell you about the viewership, however, here in just a second, so bear with me, however. Uh, do, 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 do. I saw it a, few, a little bit ago. So, oh, here we go. I just saw it. And the viewership for the night, however, was as follows. However, 2.45 million viewers up from 2.441 the week before. The first hour took 2.76. Hour 2, 2.44. Hour number 3, 2.14 on the night. And let's see. Some other news to report also, however, and I know Michelle is not happy about this, and we are all saying get well wishes to this gentleman, however. The son of the American dream, if you will. Cody Rhodes apparently is out of action, however, mind you. Cody provided a knee update, however, on his injury after sending out the Ring of Honor event Sunday in Toronto. Cody wrote on social media, Good news is my doctor is fairly confident my MCL, PCL, ACL are structurally sound. Bad news is the meniscus is fairly damaged, going to require a scope. No dates will be adjusted at the moment. I'll definitely still compete in the final battle main event, however, against Jay Lethal and at Russell Kingdom 13, however, mind you. And finally, however, as we mentioned, however, on Raw Radio yesterday, however, our thoughts and prayers are with the friends and family of Stan Lee. The comic book genius, however, who turned out uh, comic book legends such as at Marvel, however, such as X-Men, The Incredible Hulk, however and many others, however, passed away suddenly, however, yesterday at the age of 95. Our thoughts and prayers are with Stan's friends and family tonight. Like you said, he did X-Men, Spider-Man, The Hulk, among other super, bo- uh, super comic book legends. Indeed. Thank you very much there, J.D. A true icon, of course, in the world of comic books for those fans, like myself, of, of comic books, regardless if it's Marvel, DC, whatever, you know, he was, a, he, was, he was a true pioneer in that industry. And, and, and he would have been 96 not, I, next month, I guess. Oh, okay. And, of course, I even, heard, I, I even heard him say, you know, he even gave Matt props uh, years ago when they did that special about uh, Superman around the time that Superman Returns was coming out to theaters. He, came, he, he was actually one of those that said that Superman was the one that kind of inspired him to actually get into the comic book business. So he gave some mad props to that, even though I was from a rival company. He still gave mad props. That part, his wife of 69 years died last year, however, at the age of of a stroke, however. She was 95, like I said, however. Uh, Earlier, it said he had been battling pneumonia, and like I said, he died in Cedar Sinai Medical Center yesterday. He, of course, uh, like I said, was, like I said, has a lot of, like I said, in. Uh, like I said, in October 2009, it was declared Stan Lee Day in the county of L.A. in the city of Long Beach. However, he, of course, did comments, as we said, Aquaman, Batman, Catwoman, Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, Daredevil, The Incredible Hulk, The Fantastic Four. Just a list of a few of his many, many acolytes. Yes. A, true, a true icon in the, in the industry, ladies and gentlemen. He will be sadly missed indeed. Uh, thank you very much, J.D. Of course, J.D. along with. King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team to bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, you always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Now, let's get to the human suplex machine, John Gross, with, our, with today. 
in wrestling history here for, like I said, for today, November the 13th. 68 years ago today, which would put it at 1950, Vern Gagne defeated Sonny Myers in a tournament final to win the World Junior Heavyweight title. 35 years ago today, which would put it at, I do believe, 1983 in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. J.D., where is Hamburg? Hamburg's over by, uh, like I said, uh, it's actually over in the eastern half of the state by Harrisburg, Hershey, around that area, however. Okay, thank you, J.D. Tony Guerrera and Dean Ho, Dean Ho, sorry, okay, defeated Mr. Fuji and Toro Tanaka to win the WWF Tag Team titles. 23 years ago today, we put it at 1995 in Tokyo, Japan, Kensuke Sasaki defeated Sting to win the WCW United States title. The win made Sasaki the first foreign-born champion, first born foreign-born superstar to win the WCW United States belt. Hmm, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. 18 years ago today, put it at the year 2000, on Nitro from London, England, Lance Storm regained the WCW United States title over General Erection. If I could be serious for just a minute. For a moment. Is that, is that how, okay. Just, yeah, uh, that's 13 how years ago. Headed. And he also, his real name, in case you're wondering, wasn't, was quite, was, the character's name was John Rex, we know that, but was also known as UG Rexion. UG UG. <laughs> oh, that was silly. But I think he, because he was the one that was, because he was also known one time as Hugh Morris. And so, so they, they yeah. came up with a, they came up with some really interesting names for him. Oh, yes, indeed. 13 years ago today, 2005, TNA presented Genesis from the Impact Zone. The show was dedicated to Eddie Guerrero, who passed away in the morning hours of the event. The show also featured. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, oh, sorry about that. Hold on, hold on, sorry about that. It, it, this this, this escapes here. We passed. That's it. Yeah. No. Whenever you hit something, you got to be careful. When you hit something way too fast, there, guys. Of course, it was the show was dedicated to Eddie Guerrero, who passed away in the morning hours of the event. The show also featured the TNA pay-per-view debut of Jay uh, Reese. I think it's Riso, who, of course, is otherwise known as Christian Cage. This was Christian's first TNA appearance just days after leaving the WWE. Twelve years ago today on Raw from Manchester, England, Jeff Hardy defeated Johnny Nitro to win the IC title for, for the third time. This comes just one week after Nitro, de Nitro defeated Hardy for the same belt. Also on the same show, Randy Orton and Edge won the World Tag Team titles over Hall of Famers Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. This was Orton's first tag team title reign and Edge's 10th tag team title reign. Eleven years ago today, we put it at 2007, at a SmackDown tape in Wichita, Kansas, John Morrison and The Miz defeated Matt Hardy and MVP to win the WWE tag team titles. One year ago today, we put it at 2017 on Raw. Triple H announces himself as the fifth member of Team Raw, and Braun Strowman and Kane both destroyed the rings, similar to Bam Bam Bigelow and Taz did in ECW. <clears throat> Today it is a happy 42nd birthday to Hiroshi Tanahashi. Happy birthday to him. Okay, and John is saving a very gruesome this particular moment, as we have probably, probably already uh, mentioned this earlier this evening. 13 years ago today, ladies and gentlemen, in 2005, in a Minneapolis, Minnesota hotel room, Eddie Guerrero sadly was found dead in the Marriott City Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And John's this guy here. Let's take a look back in time. To the 
history of Eddie Guerrero. Born and raised in El Paso, Texas, he attended Thomas Jefferson High School and graduated there in 1985. He attended the University of New Mexico and then New Mexico Highlands University on an athletic scholarship. It was there that Guerrero, Guerrero entered collegiate wrestling before moving to Mexico to train as a professional wrestler. He followed in the footsteps of his brothers and father, who also wrestled in Mexico. As a boy, he attended the wrestling promotions held by his father, Gory Guerrero, at the El Paso County Coliseum. Guerrero's father allowed him and his nephew Chavo to wrestle each other during intermissions. He wrestled as the original Mascara Magica in CMLL until his departure in 1992. He would leave the company to pursue a career with AAA. Although the Mascara Magica gimmick was popular at the time, CMLL owned the rights to the character. Guerrero appeared at the AAA show as Mascara Magica, <clears throat> only to then unmask himself along with the aid of his tag team partner, Octagon. He would wrestle for AAA teaming with El Hio de Santo as a new version of La Pereira Atomica, the tag team of Gory Guerrero and El Santo. In Eddie's family life, he married Vicky, of course, on April 24, 1990, just days after his father passed away. After the marriage, Guerrero would join Art Barr, and they became the most hated tag team in Lucha Libre history. Alongside Barr, Conan, Chicano Power, and Madonna's boyfriend, Guerrero formed the Los Gringos Locos, a villainous stable. <clears throat> Guerrero said that no matter how many people joined Los Gringos Locos, the stable was all about Barr. Locos feuded with El Hijo de Santo and Octagon. It ended in a hair versus mask match at the first Lucha pay-per-view in America when worlds collide when they lost. Their break would come in late 1994 after that match by ECW owner Paul Heyman and were asked about wrestling for Heyman in 1995. But before they could come on, sadly, Barr would pass away on November 23, 1994, before they could head up to ECW. 1993, he would wrestle for NJPW and was known as the second incarnation of Black Tiger. He became more successful upon his return when he won the best of the Super Juniors 1996 tournament of junior heavyweights and received a shot at the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, the great Sasuke <clears throat> at Sky Diving J, but lost the match. He would debut in ECW in 1995 and defeated two cold Scorpio to capture, to capture the title and then feuded with Dean Malenko before both signing for both signed with WCW later that year. Guerrero would lose the ECW TV title to Malenko on July 21st, 1995 but he would regain it back on July 28, 1995. Of course, he would drop the title to Two Cold Scorpio on August 25, 1995. Malenko and Guerrero would have their final match, with, which ended in a draw. After the match, the locker room emptied, and they, they were carried around the ring by the wrestlers while the crowd chanted, please don't go. 1989, Guerrero wrestled in WCW as the jobber wrestling uh, Terry Funk. He would return for Wrestle War in 1991, Teaming up with Ultraman to defeat who he called and Rudy Boy Gonzalez. He returned to WCW in late 1995 along with Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit, with whom he had worked with in New Japan Pro Wrestling and ECW. During his first pay per view events, he competed in dark matches against Alex Wright. His first televised pay per view appearance was at World War III, where he competed in the three man, three ring, 60 man World War III Battle Royal. For the vacant WCW World Heavyweight title, Guerrero was one of the final nine men in the Battle Royal match and was tossed out of the ring by the four horsemen members. 
as Starcade Guerrero would represent the World Cup of Wrestling, representing WCW <clears throat> in a WCW versus NJPW World Cup tournament, which saw him losing to Shinjiro Otani in the match. But WCW would go on to win the series for the three. 1996, Guerrero received several shots at the United States title against Conan at Uncensored and Ric Flair at Hog Wild. He feuded with Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen during 1996 after Guerrero's partner Arn Anderson turned on him during a tag team match against Ric Flair and Randy Savage. In late 1996, he feuded with DDP after defeating him in a match at the Clash of the Champions 33. <clears throat> Sorry about that. He started feuding with DDP to steal his nickname of Lord of the Ring, but lost. Guerrero participated in the tournament for the vacated WCW United States title and won the final round at Starcade against DDP. 1997, the U.S. title against members of the NWO, including Scott Norton and Six, but would drop the title to Malenko and uncensored. After he lost the United States title, Guerrero would capture the WCW Cruiserweight title against Chris Jericho at Fall Brawl. Guerrero would drop the Cruiserweight title to Ray Jr. at Halloween Havoc in a title versus mask match, where Mysterio's mask was also on the line. But Guerrero, Guerrero would recapture the title in November 10, 1997 against Mysterio and would defend against Mysterio World War III and against Malenko in the opening bout of Starcade in December of 1997. That was a good match, by the way, which also, if I remember correctly, I think that was, uh, I think, right, right, right around close to That was to Christmas, uncensored, too. That was uncensored. They had a match uncensored. I think it was 96, I think, too, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I do remember the opening bout of Starcade 97. I think it was when Malenko's first child was born, I think, around that time. Yes, that's uh, right. Guerrero would drop the title to Ultimo Dragon the following day on the December 29, 1997 episode of Nitro. Guerrero would be involved in a feud with his nephew Chavo in 98, where he beat him in a match and forced him to become his slave. The tension between Chavo and Eddie cultivated in a hair versus hair match at the 98 Bash at the Beach with Eddie defeating Chavo, continuing to show his crazy behavior. Chavo shaved his own head. While Guerrero looked on in disbelief. Despite Guerrero's popularity and success, he was a frustrated man at never being given a chance to, to be the main event stars in WCW. But also, he was drinking and buying a lot of stuff for his family. These frustrations came to a head when Guerrero asked Bischoff to push his character or give him a raise for family reasons. Bischoff's response was throwing coffee at Guerrero. Furious Guerrero demanded a release from his contract on a live episode of Nitro and also left the company for a period of months, angry at Bischoff for what he had done. Guerrero would return to WCW and form the Latino World Order. The group was an answer to Bischoff's refusal to push Latino wrestlers. The LWO was formed in October of 1998 with Hector Garza and Damian. They would encompass almost all the Mexican wrestlers working for WCW at the time. They would feud with Mysterio and Kidman. And by this time, 80s drinking had continued to go downhill. And it came to a head on New Year's Day, 1999, after a New Year's Day party. Eddie went down to the corner to get some eggs at a store. Eddie was taking GHB for sleep. He took some capsules and then fell asleep at the wheel. And then afterwards, Eddie was shot out of the tunnel thanks to a car accident. Eddie would recover from the hospital in the winter and spring of 1999 on May 31st, 1999. After originally supposed to get out, of the out for the remainder of 1999, Eddie showed resiliency and became a founding member of the Filthy Animals alongside Ray Jr. and Conan. But despite the eight months <clears throat> returning return to WCW, Eddie, Eddie and his friends, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturday, and Chris Benoit would all leave WCW in 2000 
after Benoit captured the WCW World Heavyweight title against Psycho Sid. Vince Russo was also fired as WCW head booker and was replaced by Kevin Sullivan. Rora was asked a, a release on January 19, 2000, and they all left for the WWF. They would debut on January 31st, 2000 in the crowd on Monday Night Raw to attack the New Age Outlaws and Triple H as well. During his first match with the WWF, he teamed up with Perry Saturn to take on the New Age Outlaws in a non-title match. Rora and Saturn were originally booked to defeat the New Age Outlaws, but with Guerrero hitting a frog splash on Billy Gunn, Guerrero injured his elbow and was sidelined for several weeks, <clears throat> forcing Guerrero to wear a sling. The Radicals would turn heel later and join the McMahon Helmsley faction in 2000. They began to pursue the affections of China. China helped Eddie Guerrero win his first title, the European belt against Chris Jericho on April 3, 2000. After that, both Eddie and China turned face after a quick heel run for a while. They had become popular with the fans as well. Eddie would lose the European title at fully loaded to Perry Saturn. After that, problems began to friction between Eddie and China. At SummerSlam, China captured the IC title in the mixed tag team match when she teamed with Eddie to defeat Val Venus and Trish Stratus. Although Guerrero didn't mind that China was the champion, he would go on to make Foley and ask to be inserted into China's title defense against Kerrangle, claiming he didn't want Angle to hurt his mama Sita. But despite that, Eddie would capture his second singles title, the IC belt. Guerrero was also upset that China was posting for Playboy magazine and threatened to invade the mansion to stop the photo shoot. This one appeared China and Guerrero's relationship would come to an end. China eventually accepted Guerrero's proposal. Well, on October 9, 2000, the engagement was called off when Guerrero was caught showering with two of the Godfather's hoes, claiming that two mamacitas are better than one, turning him heel in the process. And then they began to feud with China's friend and, his, and her friend, Billy Gunn and reformed the Radicals again in 2000, <clears throat> facing off with the reformed DX, which consisted of K-Quick, China, Billy Gunn, and Road Dog. The Radicals defeated DX in a traditional elimination match of Survivor Series, but Eddie would drop the title to Billy Gunn on SmackDown in 2000. After the Radicals started to dissolve a little bit, Benoit left to focus on a singles career in early 2001. Guerrero would try to capture the IC title of No Way Out 01, but failed to win it against Chris Jericho. But he would win the European title for the second time in WrestleMania over Test until he dropped the title to Matt Hardy. Guerrero would turn face in 2001 by joining the Hardy Boys and Lita. After that, Guerrero developed an addiction to pain medication stemming from his 1999 car accident, and in May 2001 was sent to rehab. To explain the absence, Guerrero was injured by Albert in a match. Guerrero stated in his DVD that his world was crumbling down and that his wife Vicky was asking for a divorce. After coming out of rehab, he hit rock bottom by trying to have a glass of wine, but then it turned to nine shots of drinks. And then after he was arrested and was served and was served as WWF released three days later. After sobering up, Guerrero got his life back on track and joined the independent circuit and reconciled with his wife, Vicky. Guerrero would reconcile with the WWF again. On April 1st, 2002, he made his return to the roster as part of the Raw brand, <clears throat> attacking RVD and capturing his second IC title over RVD at Backlash until dropping the title back to RVD. After reforming the lines of Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit on Raw and attempted feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin, as Eddie was supposed to wrestle Austin at King of the Ring, Austin walked after no showing a match for the company. The company had planned for him as Austin scheduled to wrestle Brock Lesnar in a 2002 King of the Ring qualifying match. Guerrero would lose to Ric Flair at the King of the Ring, after Guerrero and Benoit would head 
afterwards, Guerrero and Benoit would have the SmackDown. Both men went into a singles role, and Guerrero would team with his nephew, Chavo. Excuse me. In the 2002 Survivor Series, they won the SmackDown Tag Team title in the Triple Threat match. They held the titles for three months. Their motto also the fans with their lying, cheating, and stealing motto. <clears throat> they would lose the titles to Team Angle in February of 2003 after trying to regain the titles again. And I said, John is still typing up some, some of your folks, so give us one second. Yeah. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Charlo suffered an injury, forcing Eddie to find a partner. Eddie would have to jury at his, as his partner, and the group defeated Team Angle of Judgment to win the tag team titles until dropping them again to Team Angle in July. I'm here. Okay, I'm still waiting for uh, John still posting the history. So I'm just waiting for him just to. <clears throat> After the match, Eddie turned heel onto Jerry and attacked him on the on the hood of the windshield of Odin's low rider truck. Guerrero said he did it because during the match, Tajiri accidentally hit his low rider despite being a villain. Guerrero wasn't blamed at all for the fans when he asked the audience if he did it. The audience said no. After retaining his title against Tajiri, Rhino, and Benoit at SummerSlam, he would go back into a fan favorite and start feuding with John Cena. Leading to a parking lot brawl match between the two with Eddie retaining with help from Chavo. Eddie and Chavo would recapture the tag titles once more. After this, Eddie did feud with the Big Show. Eddie played mind games on the world's largest athlete by putting special sauce on Big Show's burritos 
and also spraying Big Show with raw sewage. Oh, I remember those. <laughs> that was some funny moments right there. <laughs> Despite the mind game show would capture the U.S. title with no mercy over Eddie Guerrero, and then Eddie and Chavo would drop the titles. After they dropped the titles, Eddie and Chavo began to have problems. In 2004, Chavo turned on Eddie and caused two of them to have a match at the 2004 Royal Rumble with Eddie defeating Chavo. After Chris, let's see, after, let's see, whoa, wait a minute, okay, wait a minute, let's see. After Chris Benoit had jumped to the Raw brand to challenge Triple H for the Royal Heavyweight title, after becoming the second man since Shawn Michaels in 95 to win the Royal Rumble, Eddie Guerrero would become the number one contender by winning the SmackDown Royal Rumble four days later, and thus challenging Brock Lesnar at no way out for the WWE title. With help from Goldberg and a sh shocking upset, Guerrero would win the WWE title for the first time, a title that eluded him since coming to the WWE four years prior. The victory made him a Triple Crown and Grand Slam champion. For WrestleMania, he defeated Kurt Angle in his first title defense and celebrated in the ring with Chris Benoit, who had defeated Triple H and Shawn Michaels to win the World Heavyweight title. In March, he then feuded with JBL, where JBL interrupted Guerrero's match with Booker T. Yeah. The robbery went personal when at a non-televised event, JBL calls his own... No, this is how you wanted to do it. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, the second. What did you want it when you did the burp? Oh, okay. Repo, man. There you go. I, I remember that. The robbery went personal when in a non-televised live event, JBL caused Eddie Guerrero's mother to suffer a heart attack. I do remember that. that at Judgment Day, Guerrero got himself DQ'd against JBL, but during the match, JBL would hit Eddie with a chair with a steel chair shot and bust him open, <clears throat> and that would cause Eddie to go into shock after the event had ended. Guerrero would get hit, let's see, but Guerrero would still got himself better at the Great American Bash. Guerrero dropped the title against JBL as Guerrero appeared to retain the belt, but Kurt Angle reversed the decision and awarded it to JBL. 
Guerrero would get his rematch in a steel cage against JBL. And once again, Kurt Angle dressed as a masked man cost Guerrero the WWE title. McMahon would relieve Kurt Angle of his duties as general manager and force Angle to return to the ring to face Eddie Guerrero at SummerSlam. Angle would defeat Guerrero at SummerSlam, making sure that history wouldn't repeat itself since WrestleMania 20. Guerrero and Angle would continue to have good matches in 2004, but the Survivor Series, if the feud came to an end with Team Guerrero defeating Team Angle. In 2005, he teamed up with Booker T and Rey Mysterio. He and Rey would win the WWE Tag Team titles over the Basham Brothers at No Way Out. But Eddie and Rey's problems began to build after they lost the Tag Team titles and after Rey defeated Eddie numerous times. In May, Eddie turned heel, attacking Rey Mysterio Jr. in Judgment Day. Mysterio won their matchup by DQ against Eddie Guerrero. The feud became even more personal when Mysterio's son Dominic was brought in the mix, as they claimed that he was Dominic's biological father. At SummerSlam, Ray defeated Eddie to earn the custody of Dominic in a ladder match after Eddie. Finally defeated Ray on SmackDown. Afterwards, Eddie Guerrero finally defeated Ray on SmackDown in a steel cage match. Eddie turned face again and challenged for the World Heavyweight title against Batista. It's not easy being green. <laughs> I'm thinking about that Kermit the Frog song. <laughs> and John is, is typing up a storm here, folks. So give us just a couple of minutes here. <laughs> and not, not for that, but uh, yeah.
At No Mercy, Eddie failed to regain the World Heavyweight title against Batista. Eddie and Batista would team up more. He wrestled his last match on November 11, 2005 against Mr. Kennedy, where Eddie defeated Mr. Kennedy by DQ to earn a spot in, the, in that year's Survivor Series match. Eddie Guerrero was supposed to win the World Heavyweight title on November 18, 2005, before his tragic death, but suddenly it didn't happen. Eddie and Chavo roomed at the Marriott, Ho Marriott Center Hotel. Chavo then said that Eddie called him into the hotel room and said that their good night so that Eddie could try to talk to him. Eddie said that he was okay, and Chavo went his way. After security called Chavo to Eddie's hotel room, and they found Eddie in the bathroom passed out. Chavo said that Eddie's face went from warm to cold and that he died in his arms. And ladies and gentlemen, before we go any further in the history here, I'm receiving word through our through Facebook Messenger from our own Empress Emery Rickenbach about a possible update for another possible change at Survivor Series. Uh, now I don't know, JD, if you've caught or not, but now it seems that Brock Lesnar will have a brand new opponent. What? It looks like it looks like it's going to be. I'm gonna to try to confirm this. Daniel Bryan. Oh my god. Oh my god! You talk about a mismatch. Are you kidding me? And and you know what the sad part about this is? You know you gotta remember we talked about this a while back after when Daniel Bryan got injured. You remember Daniel Bryan saying one guy he might want to wrestle. Oh dear Lord! It appears that Daniel. It sounds like to me. It sounds like it appears to me. And we're going to try to double check this through WWE.com and everything. But it appears that Daniel Bryan may have defeated AJ Styles. I don't know, unless AJ Styles. Title. Possibly, I don't know. That's why I'm trying to find out. And if, right, and hold if on, you hold can, on, well, while you I'm, find I'm, out, I'm I'm looking into it. I won't finish the history while you do that. With Eddie's death, the storylines were phased out from Raw SmackDown, and they made it a tribute show with superstars like John Cena, Chris Benoit, Rey Mysterio, Shawn Michaels, JBL, Kurt Angle, Chavo Guerrero, Batista, and others talk, talking about Eddie All Guerrero. Right, okay, thank you. In tribute matches with Chavo Guerrero and Chris Benoit, Chavo defeated JBL, and Chris Benoit defeated Triple H. And, uh, J and you and JD are, are confirming this, but... Uh, can you tell me, let's see, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Guerrero would be posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2006, but Guerrero's legacy would still be kept in WWE. His career would still be kept in WWE. Guerrero's friend Rey Mysterio had a great 2006 when he won the Royal Rumble by becoming the second man to enter at number two, similar to what Vince McMahon did in 1999, and would also win the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania 22. Also, Chavo had limited success by winning the Cruiserweight title and ECW title until being released from WWE in 2011. I'm back. Okay, JD, do we have confirmation? And he has won the title. Daniel Bryan won the belt over AJ Styles. Is that correct? Uh, hold on a second. I'm trying to find out. Hold on. Just a second. I'm continuing. I'm doing an update here, so bear with me, people. Uh, da-da-da-da. Hold on. Da-da-da-da. Two. Yeah. And then he attacked AJ Styles, however, after the match. Who, Daniel Bryan did? Yep. Oh, dear Lord. They just killed Survivor Series. They just fucking killed Survivor Series. Pardon my French, but they just killed it. First off of what happened to Becky Lynch last night on Raw, and now all of a sudden... Oh, Lord. They're they're going to end up doing... They're going to end up hurting Daniel Bryan just like... Just like... uh, Oh, dear Lord. We, We all... We all said that, you know, it would be an ultimate mistake to put Daniel Bryan in a match against someone with the caliber of Brock Lesnar. Don't get me wrong, he's a very talented guy. But do you honestly think that Daniel... Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it does seem we we are, and we do have it official here, folks. That just a little while ago, Daniel Bryan defeated AJ Styles to win the WWE Championship, and therefore now the champion versus champion match at Survivor Series has changed. It would now be Brock Lesnar, your Universal Champion, taking on the new WWE Champion, Daniel Bryan. And Eddie's wife, Vicky, would be a big part of WWE when she was used on TV in 2006. And also became the SmackDown Hill general manager in 07 by having a relationship with Edge. And that allowed Edge to win the WWE title and the World Heavyweight title under her power trip. 2009, Edge and Vicky divorced. And Vicky would return to manage Eric Escobar, Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, and Caitlin. She would become the general manager for Raw and SmackDown, became an advisor for 2012 and 2013. But she would leave the WWE. WWE in 2014. She made a, made a return in 2014. 
Women's Warrior Rumble match, but was eliminated by Michelle McCool, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and others. John said that's all he's got for the wrestling history and birthdays here for today. Uh, John, thank you very much, sir. sir. Uh, we do, and I can't believe they first. did that. I, 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 I cannot believe they pulled that. Wait, I think, wait, I think Fonzie's on. Fonzie, are you there? No, he's not on. All right, let me, let me get a hold of him right away, and I'll be right back. Okay, JD, thank you very much. Like I said, JD, thank you very much for the rest of the news and views here. Board this evening. Hey, John, excuse me just one second before I get to my before I get to my my plug here. Let me uh. Take care of one little thing. Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring this here to you one more time. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode five hundred and eighty four of WWS Revolution <clears throat> for for Tuesday, November thirteenth, two thousand and eighteen. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman Jared Girolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross here with you. Also, folks, we now have coming in on the line here with us. A 2017 Hall of Famer, and also, of course, part of the, and also a, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio, also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles, <clears throat> and of course, also if you think of this man, of course, ladies and gentlemen, his, his, his the name that he goes by here, uh, thinking about that 60s sitcom Happy Days, where he goes a little something, just like this. Hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonte is now made it on here with us. To 584 Fonzie, uh, welcome, sir. Yes, good to have you on here as well. Um, yeah. uh, um, I have breaking news to tell you too. So. Uh, we may have already heard it, but please go ahead and uh, share it with us, please. Okay. Well, <laughs> you see, you already heard it already. Well, well tell uh, me what. Well, now, now, well, tell me what it is. Uh, okay. Uh, well, after a lot of news? things. Well, your new SmackDown champion is Daniel Bryan. Is going to face Brock Lesnar Sunday, and and Ronda Rousey's going to face Charlotte Flair Sunday for the title. So that's two breaking news. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it'll be like a Raw versus SmackDown thing as far as the women is concerned, because 
It was supposed to be yeah, the champion versus like, champion thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, but now, now Becky is injured, and so. Yeah. So Charlotte is going in for Becky. So. Yeah. So and Becky actually, surprisingly enough, handpicked, handpicked uh, oh. um, Charlotte to do this. So. Um, so let's, let's go ahead and bring it here to you. Um, let's go ahead and bring this here to you, folks. Include, uh, of course, our results about talking about here and in the light of this this recent development that just took place here, of course, on SmackDown. Let's go ahead and get to our thoughts about last night's version of Monday, last night's edition of Monday Night Raw leading in towards Survivor Series. Excuse me. Uh, so, and John's already got some stuff up. Let's go ahead and see what he has to say. John says for his key parts of Raw was Dean Ambrose turning Seth, burning uh, Seth Rollins' shield gear, and also Stephanie telling Strowman he can have anything he wants after Survivor Series. First, he can have his hands on Baron Corbin, and then he and then he can get the Universal Title. But John says he did not get the racial segment at all between Brock and Gender. Was Brock telling Paul to listen to Gender saying because he's Jewish? <laughs> okay, Brock then mm-hmm. takes out. Gender his boys. But the big thing John wanted to talk about was the whole SmackDown invasion after Alexa Bliss announces Natalia, Tamina, Nia Jax, and Ruby Riot. We see Ronda getting attacked by Becky and that leads to an attack by Team SmackDown. John said, did, did anyone ever think that the SmackDown females would make quite an impact on the Raw females? Well, John, that's kind of a, that's kind of a this is kind of getting big time here indeed. They did this, of course, like I said last year, tried to they spared things up, and of course, it would not surprise me. Of course, if they did the same thing tonight on SmackDown here, which if, and they may have done it already, I'm not sure, but I'm sure there'll be no, some talk. Never, never, no, they didn't. Oh, Raw but didn't debate Smackdown. Raw didn't debate SmackDown. Nope. Oh Lord. Okay, now see that now that now they screwed it up. Now they screwed yeah. it up. We'll talk more. About that. We'll, well, we'll Bear Corbin is going to get fired, so. Put it that way. They're gonna lose. Well, what about what about Baron Corbin? What was it? I'm he's sorry, gonna get fired. I said he's gonna get fired. Of course uh, he's gonna get. Of course he yeah. is. I mean, if they, yeah, of, of course he is. Of, of course he. Is. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, he should be. He should have been from the very beginning because he's been screwing, even screwing the fans out of everything. So. Oh yeah, uh, I know. And, now, and John says, now with Ronda and Becky not happening, we now know that Charlotte versus Ronda Survivor Series is. And although Raw did not invade the show on SmackDown, Raw is going to laugh, at SmackDown, laugh on SmackDown's parade at Survivor Series. And John says, oh, he's got for his thoughts on Monday Night Raw. So, John, thank you very much there, sir, uh, for, uh, for your thoughts and opinions. J.D., are you back with us? He must have stepped away for a minute, so he'll be right back. Uh, Fonzie, if you haven't, if you have any thoughts, do you have any thoughts about Raw? Do you happen to catch Raw last night? Yeah, it was a little yeah. bit interesting last night, but it could have been a lot better. Uh, I was surprised that the woman attacked Raw woman's thing, and yeah, you know, and you know, no. No, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, I can't say the word, but uh, retribution back to SmackDown tonight, but it never showed up. So, um, 
you, you're going to see Eric Corbin get fired at Survivor Series if they lose, and which they're going to are going to lose by not coming in, you know, you know, attack SmackDown what happened last night. So not even the guys, not even the women tonight. But the women's of SmackDown attacked Ronda Rousey, but now Charlotte is going to face Ronda Rousey on the replacement of Becky Lynch. So then Daniel Bryan is going to face Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, which Brock Lesnar is going to tear him to pieces. So that's not going to be we said a match anyway. <laughs> that's not going to be a match. But Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, uh, uh, Paul Heyman uh, fired Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles to fight. Um, with each other tonight. So, yeah. So, I, I, I'm not too happy with that. So, that's all I got to mm-hmm. say. So, I think SmackDown is going to be the winners for the Survivor Series again because Raw don't have big balls to come out and attack what happened last night. So, Bear Corbin, see ya. Hit the rug, Jack. Yeah, you know, take your balls and leave. So, but, uh, that's all I got to say. Wow. Thank you, Fonzo. We appreciate that. No, I think I think Baron Corbin kind of snipped snipped Rawls' balls off whenever he told him. But I'm sure he probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and problem. by the way, real quick. Sorry, oops, I'm back, guys. Sorry, real quick. Just to give you a heads up on the SmackDown team. Now we know it's the Usos, the New Day, the Club, Sanity, and yes. Flush them down the crapper. They're back emerging from the crap stain, however. Primo and Epico colon. The colons are back. Yay! And what's this all about? That's the Survivor Series uh, uh, Team SmackDown, Team Raw tag team match. That's going to be on the kickoff show. That'll be on the kickoff show. All those teams that are going to represent SmackDown, who's going to represent Raw? Gable and Rude, The Ascension, The Revival, Lucha House Party, no B-Team. You're absolutely right. This, I mean, the thing about it is, let me, let me say this. Survivor Series has been around for, what, over 30 years? No, yeah, and this is the 32nd year. No, since 1987. Since 1987. Yeah. It's been 31 years, so over 30 years. Okay. I have never, and I'm sure JD, Fonzie, John, y'all, you would agree with me on this. I have never yeah. heard the most crappiest lineup of matches for a Survivor Series ever in the, in, ever in the 30 plus history of this. This is supposed to be one of the big four events. And look what they've done to it. They've tarnished it. They've heard it. Yep. Big time. I mean, seriously. That, that, yeah. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. First off, okay, they started they started the invasion thing well, but they only had the ladies do it. And in the process and all, that messes up the women's champion versus women's champion matchup of Survivor Series because Becky got injured and now she handpicked Charlotte to take on which of course a lot of folks want to see. 
that, but this is not the way they wanted to see it. You know what I'm t- talking about. By the way, next it's thing you know, you got it's non-title, right? Exactly. No, but I think this is not the way they wanted to see. It. They wanted to see a title holder versus title holder, and it's not that now. Yeah. That match is out the window. I mean, they've, they're yeah. starting that. This is one indication starting to crap on the females. That you, you shouldn't do that. No, because they've been on fire here, and I mean, I appreciate everything they've done. But anyway, now all of a sudden this happens, which I'm reading right here. And Ryan did title. Really attacks titles after the bell. That's the way it was moved. So, and now all of a sudden, we talked about this. We talked about this like a long time ago. That you know, that Daniel Bryan, you know, Daniel Bryan said, you know, if there was somebody he wanted to wrestle and all. This is around the time when he had no choice but to retire because he got injured. If there was someone he could possibly ever 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 wanted to get back into the ring with, he's mentioned one name was Brock Lesnar. And now all of a sudden. The dream for him has now become a freaking reality because it's going to happen. And a nightmare. And, a, and a night, exactly right. It's more that exact JD hit the nail right on the head. I blame nightmare because, 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 because they had Daniel Bryan go out there and defeat AJ Styles. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, this is, this breaks a long winning streak from AJ Styles holding that title. And now all of a sudden in the process, I don't know if D- Daniel Bryan didn't want to face AJ Styles ever again for this title, uh, so, but for some odd reason, he attacks AJ Styles with the title belt. And now all of a sudden, you got uh, still have a champion versus champion matchup, but now you got Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, and now it's almost like a, da- a modern-day David versus Goliath. Right there. Right there. I mean, it was that way before. But the thing about it is, there was going to be a fighting chance. I mean, not 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 to rain down on Daniel Bryan's parade. He's a terrific superstar. We've said that over 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 the last few years. He's a great superstar. But the man, like I said, he's just coming off of a. I mean, he's just coming back from, you know. Well, the, well, the thing was, how, well, the thing was, how long was AJ champion for? Three hundred. Uh, Three hundred seventy-one days. How long? 371 days. In, in, in the wrestling world. And now all of a sudden it comes to it comes to an end because everyone is at a heated pitch. Survivor series is, is one pay-per-view that everybody gets heated up he gets heated up about because they want they're trying their darnest to be involved and they're not gonna let anything or anybody stop them in order to make that happen. And that's probably what was in Daniel Bryan's mind whenever he had this opportunity to go after the belt, you know, and knock AJ Styles off the pedestal there of facing Brock. Because Daniel Bryan is, remember, as and goes back to what I just said, Daniel Bryan, one of his dream opponents that he always has said was always Brock Lesnar. And now it's going to happen. But now I think Daniel Bryan is going to leave Survivor Series in two pieces, maybe more, at Survivor Series. I don't think that's something even Brie Bella can even patch up. 
right there. No. And, and this is the fight, and real quick, before you get back, sorry, before you guys get back in the discussion, here's some other things I heard, and this is funny, and I'm in Kahala, and I just saw this from 411 Mania, I'm Larry Salk, and this is a report. On last night's Raw, however, hold on, I just saw this, hold on, give me a second, I'm just trying to pull this up again here, folks. And I saw one other thing, however. Okay, here we go, okay. On last night's Raw, Stephanie McMahon gave into Braun Strowman's demands in order to lock him into Team Raw, however, for Survivor Series. One of those demands was a rematch with Brock Lesnar. On last night's edition of Wrestling Observer Radio by Wrestling Inc., Dave Meltzer stated that as of today, Strowman is not expected to face Lesnar at WrestleMania 35. The match is more likely to happen at the World Rumble pay-per-view in January in Phoenix, while Strowman will be facing Baron Corbin at the December TLC pay-per-view. So, so, apparently, so apparently when, Brock, when Braun told Baron Corbin that, that I'm coming for you next, that's apparently what's going to happen. It's going to happen next month. Yeah, okay. in addition to that, yeah, in addition to that, however, in addition to that, there's more. We got more. It was previously reported that Vince McMahon was directly involved in McIntyre's big win over Kurt Angle last week on Raw. Angle was to be a part of the Raw vs. SmackDown Survivor Series match, but according to PWInsider.com by Ringside News, was replaced on last night's Raw by Finn Bauer. The change was reportedly decided on when the call was made to put McIntyre over Angle. I even said that Kurt Angle and Vincent Mann even even discussed doing discussed that. I even read that yeah. on off of Four Eleven Mania. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, that was but Kurt Angle had a hand in that. They said, and, and that's then, what I heard. And then, yeah, and then supposedly, however, I heard. However, I think this was from today. However, hold on a second. Yeah, uh, where is it? I just saw a second ago. However. Ah, uh, da 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 da. Okay, I'm thinking of some song. Not that. <laughs> now, supposedly, I I had heard, however, and this is what I had heard, however, I guess last night, however, this is like, I guess this last night, supposedly, the word I heard, however, that I guess, however, that. Today, and I'm not sure if I can confirm it. However, I'll, I'll have to find this. I'll have to go back to the old story. However, and go back to the page. However, but I thought I had heard that apparently Michael P.S. Hayes. I think it was Michael P.S. Hayes. I want to be sure of this. However, but I guess I had heard Michael P.S. Hayes, and I guess Kevin Dunn, Vince's yes man, Mr. Bucktooth Beaver himself. However, apparently were at, I guess, supposed to show up at SmackDown tonight. Nope. Never did. No mm-hmm. one did, J.D. What's that? I said nobody showed up tonight to, uh, to, uh, oh, yeah. revenge last The invasion, night. yeah. Uh, nope. Well, nothing. Like, well, nothing. Well, let me just say this, and before, I'm, I'm going to let you finish up, and I'm going to really go off on my icebreaker here. I'm gonna say yeah, this. Yeah, you did. You're next anyway. No, I haven't. No, no, not yet. No, 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 no. That's I did already. already. Uh, oh, you did. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, you're next. Well, yeah, I will in a sec. But let me just say this. <laughs> That's before I get into the icebreaker, I will say this. 
We, I mean, Sean, and I know every Monday night, however, and we all talk about this guy, however, like I said, however, because he is a dickhead, no pun intended, is Kevin Dunn. Vince is yes man for 25 years. Yeah. And I'm sure it was probably his stupid, moronic call, just like last night, however, to do this tonight. I'm sure with Vince not being there, and Hunter still healing from the surgery, and Vince definitely not being there tonight, however, unless he had a prior obligation, however, he let Dunn and Michael Hayes probably run the show. And if that's the case, however, and if Dunn made the call over Hayes, or Hayes made the call over Dunn, that sounds it's like airplane too. Uh, here's your first officer, Mr. Dunn, and this is your first uh, officer, Mr. Unger, Mr. Unger, over Dunn. But long story short, yeah, something like that. But let me just say this. They made an if it was either Dunn or Hayes, whoever, which one of those two called made the call, however? Oh, no, I who cares? Now, <laughs> no, 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 I do. I'll tell you why. Because, like I said before, and I want to get this, I'm, I'm going to say this going into the ice, as I head into the icebreaker. And I told you just now, on the phone before you came on, and I told Chad earlier too, and if Michelle was here tonight, I'd say the same thing. They just backed themselves into a corner now. They cannot win. Because now, you have two matches, however, that are thrown out. One of them, I should say. But like I said, it's a non-title matchup, so it's going to be kind of a little early tease prior to WrestleMania, because I'm sure down the road we'll see them fight again with Ron and Charlotte. But as far as, like Chad said, as far as that main event goes, with Brock and AJ2, to have Daniel go back to being a heel, however, and to attack AJ the way he did afterward, however, and to take AJ's belt, however, I mean, granted, Daniel Bryan was, I don't think, ready just yet to get that belt back again yet, but they got panicky, like they always do, however, and they totally, basically screwed the fans over. They screwed Everyone else in that locker room over, however, because basically AJ could have held the belt just a little longer. And now they know, however, that Brock Lesnar will probably hold that title till heaven hell sees hell, however. And by that I mean it could be probably till the Royal Rumble. And that, to me, is crap. That's a crap thing to do, especially after the comments he said last night, which I will get into in a second. And it's just a bigger slap to some of the talent who deserve it more than him. Like I said, I hope Braun does win the title at Rumble against Brock, if he does. Because there's been talk, like I said before, we said it last week, in the last few weeks, there's been talk, however, that with this new contract, supposedly, he now has the new deal, he can go back and forth between WWE and USC. But I will say this, and I'm going to get into the icebreaker now, by saying this before I get into the icebreaker. If they do not have Braun win that title in Phoenix, however, at the Rumble, I hope, barring injury, barring anything else, and I told you I've been high on this guy from the very beginning, Michelle's high on him too, I hope someone like either Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre takes that belt and shoves it up his ass, referring to Brock's out and show, guess what? You think you're going to be playing your creative control card this time, however? Guess what? We're going to stick it where the sun don't shine. 
And then you can go cry to Paul Heyman and to Dana White and the UFC, however, and say, however, well, guess what? I'm down about however. I got screwed. No, you didn't get screwed. You screwed the fans is what you did because of your stupid little power play Hulk Hogan creative control. That's what you did. Now, getting on to Raw, and I'll be back in a second. I'm going to continue this discussion and be right back. And <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, like I said, you can tell, like I said, uh, Fonzie, uh, I, 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 I'm not uh, a private detective okay, here. Okay, I'm back. I think, J, I think JD is cooled off, cooled off and warmed up. I think he's ready to go. Uh, so now I'm I say we go. go ahead and okay, all right. Now let's go ahead. I'll get you. I'll get you going. That way you can you can vent all you want. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is a WWS Radio Network exclusive. The Iceman, Jerry DiGiromo, as of course, as you can just tell right here, is not afraid to let his feelings show and to show and to let everyone know how he feels about what's been, what goes on on Raw, SmackDown, and all the pay-per-views. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as also you just heard, tonight is no exception. I'm sure Fonzie and John, everybody here does agree. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get him going right now with the Raw edition. <clears throat> of course, uh, the Iceman, Jerry DiGiromo, is now ready to fire it up here as we go into the Raw edition of the WCWS Icebreaker. And last night's show was from the home of the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City, Missouri, which, by the way, will now not be playing in Mexico City this coming Monday night because the field is a piece of junk and it's a piece of crap and they didn't fix it. So... To those people in Mexico City, I hope you realize, however, you made a total boneheaded, big-time mistake. Because you thought you would have two of the best teams in the AFC in football battle it out, however, right before our Turkey Day, before Turkey Day next week, however, in what would be a preview maybe to what will be an exciting possible Super Bowl between two of the best so instead, what happened before we continue on with the icebreaker? What happened? Let's think. Oh, yeah. You decided earlier today to move the game from Mexico City to Los Angeles. Smart move there, guys. Smart move. Instead, now that might not happen because of what's been happening in L.A. over the last three or four days due to some serious issues simply known as one word fire and the chaos and the and the tragedy that has happened. So here is where I want to go off a little bit how I'm off the wrestling topic for just a minute. I hope that total Nimrod, numbskull, Brady kissing butt low munch, Roger Goodell has another plan to think of going into this Monday night and where to play the game. There have been reports I have heard so far that possibly maybe Seattle might be wanting to host the game, which I think would be pretty cool. But they better think of some other cities, too, of thinking about opening up their doors and allowing these two teams to play. Because if not, however, then not only is Goodell going to be embarrassed by the fans out there who will absolutely basically tell him what they think of him in all honesty without uh, so many choice words, but he will look like a fool in the process, too. Because of this whole ordeal. And like I said, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with those people in L.A. right now and in California after what has happened over the past week. Not only just with the fire, but what was, how it happened earlier 
in the week last week. But anyway, let's get back to the icebreaker. Thank you. The tag team battle royal started the show. And of course, who to check in on commentary but Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and my girl, Renee Young. And of course, we started out the match with the tag team battle royal, but it ended in no contest because the monster among men decided to come down and told Corbin basically to get his, you know what, out there. But of course, what <laughs> happened? Oh yeah. He decided not to show up before Stephanie McMahon decided to show her ever, ever pretty loving uh, bitch-ass face, Howard, to the general public. Oh, goody, we need to see the witch, the Wicked Witch of the West, back on television once again, flying in on her stupid little broom. Yay. Anyway, however, from there, of course, Stephanie told Strowman, however, that hopefully he will lead Raw to victory for the third year in a row, and he could have whatever he wants, however. But he said to, he said to Stephanie, all he wants is Lesnar, and he wanted Corbin before that, and that he wanted to pick the stipulation. So apparently Stephanie, I guess, decided to give in a bronze demands, but then who should show up then? But everyone's favorite neutered a little uh, bitch, however. The guy who has no balls by any means necessary, unless he's basically having Stephanie McMahon fidget his nuts every chance he gets, and Triple H is basically sucking him dry. Baron Cockass Corbin. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So then we see Corbin come out like the little freaking Lex Luthor nerd that he really is, Howard. And then who should show up, Howard, to cut off the proceedings but the baddest bitch on the planet, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. And, of course, yep. Stephanie tried to basically kiss her backside in the process. Well, what happened? Oh, that's right. Stephanie got told off by the baddest bitch on the planet, Ronda Rousey, if you will, Howard. But then Baron Corbin decided to try, however, to lay his hands on Ronda Rousey. And what yeah. happened, Corbin? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got judo flipped like a little bitch, Howard, by the baddest judo thrower in the world, Howard, Miss Rousey, Howard. Maybe you should know next time, Howard, not to piss her off, Howard. And speaking of pissed off, however, Strowman ended the segment, Howard, by telling Braun, however, basically, not Braun, excuse me, Corbin, Howard, to basically get ready, Howard, and enjoy being Stephanie's lap because after Survivor pants. Series, he's going <laughs> to basically neuter him. So... Yeah, it'll just show you that once and for all, how after Survivor Series, hopefully, how that Baron Corbin is going to have a Merry Christmas indeed with no testicles whatsoever, because basically Braun's going to yank them off, string them up on the pole, and say Feliz Navidad to all the people of the world, Howard, and tell Corbin what he really thinks of him. So then we go to... So... So... Balls indeed. Yes, exactly. So, 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 so then we go to the first match. Ember Moon with her new with taking on Tamina with her new sister-in-law and her buddy Nia Jax. And what happens? Oh yeah, Tamina, however, and Nia once again find a way to beat down the War Goddess because once again they continue to bury the War Goddess. Great idea, WWE. Way to continue to piss off everyone. However, that you see, however, and not realize good talent when you see, because Ember Moon is pretty decent in the ring, and yet you have Nia Jackson, Tamina, find a way to basically attack Ember Moon. Anyway, from there, we see an interview in the ring, however. We go to an interview in the ring with Seth freaking Rollins, however, and showing what happened last week when the AOP, or the AWP, if you will, win the title. But then who shows up, however, mind you, but the lunatic fringe himself, Dean the Dickless Ambrose, however, 
And once again, Mr. <laughs> Dickless decides to show everyone, however, that he doesn't owe Seth an explanation and begins to mock him. The segment comes to an end, however, when Dean, the douchebag Dickless Wonder, however, decides to burn the shield vest, however, and continue to show that he is nothing more than a total arrogant D-I-C-K in more ways than one, however. So, I hope, Dean, how are you happy now, however, basically betraying the fans, however, as well as your brothers-in-arms, Roman and Seth, because there will be payback coming for you, my friend. And believe when it happens, however, you'll be wondering how or why, however, Renee will wonder you have no testicles either, because Seth will kick you so hard below the belt line, however, you'll be wondering, you'll be having nothing more than a sorry-ass vagina to be rubbing after it's all said and done. From there, we go to another segment, however, if you will, involving Kurt Angle, what was supposed to be Kurt Angle, Drew, and Dolph. But what happens? Oh, yeah, that's right. We have Drew the Dragon Slayer McIntyre, my man, however, and his buddy, another dickless wonder, Dolph the Douchebag Disaster Total. Uh, I need another good D word here. What's another good D word? Uh, uh. Uh, uh, Douchebag, dickless. Uh, what's that? Dead. Dead. Yeah, dead. The man. No, no, no. It's D. 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 No, dead's good. Don't, we'll use dead in this case, but not in a mean sense. Dead, dead man himself, who is basically dead man walking and really wondering. Yeah, dead man walking, shall we say, Dolph Ziggler. And of course, once again, the arrogant, douchebag, dickless, dead man himself, who has no whatsoever dick either, Dolph Ziggler, decides to show, however, that it's okay to basically find a way to humiliate Kurt Angle, however, along with his dragon slayer, if you will, however. But then out comes Finn Balor, however, mind you. But what happens? The Dragon Slayer is not looking for a fight tonight, apparently, however. And instead, he sends out his little douchebag dickhead, however, to basically, however, do his dirty work for him because he didn't feel like fighting tonight. Hmm, what happened there, I wonder? Oh, that's right. Finally, the man who continues to get buried more times than a shovel, however, and basically being buried more times than being six feet under than anything over the last several months, Finn Balor comes up with a big win over Dolphin Drew. Afterwards, however, we then go backstage to another segment with Ronda Rousey talking about Becky Lynch, so let's talk, we'll talk about that. However, we're not going to talk about that until later on in the last little bit of the segment, however, but we'll hold off on that. But then we go to everyone's favorite threesome, if you will. No, I'm not talking about the boss herself, not Baby Bailey, and no, not Cat Lady herself, Natty, however. No, we're going to talk about Liv the Muppet Morgan, Sarah Lackluster Logan, and Ruby Wretched Riot, the page 2.0 of the WWE Monday Night Show. And what happens? Well, it started out look like that Ruby was sincere in her apology for what she had done last week after breaking the so-called sunglasses, however, of uh, the Jim the Anvil Nightheart that were apparently given to Natty by her father. But instead, however, what happened, however, instead of saying she was sorry, she showed once again like her two little buddies of the Muppet herself and the blue smurf tongue herself, the total arrogant Muppet, however, herself, 
and of course the lackluster her, one herself, who's still trying to get better in the ring, and I will give her credit, she's trying to get a little bit better in the ring, Sarah Logan, they find a way to continue to make fun of Natty's dad, however. Way to think on your feet once again, dickhead Kevin Dunn. Let's have a find a way to insult Natty's family and the Hart family's good name at the same time by having Ruby Ryan and her stupid minions, however, basically bury Natty and her family and make fun of her family in the process. Smart move. Way to think on your feet there, Kevin. I'm sure you thought of that all by yourself while basically kissing Vince's ass like you do every week, being the stupid little arrogant douchebag that you really are, however. And if that's not all, we had Ruby Ride deliver probably one of the weakest-looking heart attack movers I've ever seen, however, mind you, as it was absolutely lackluster in every sense of the word. Then we go back to the tag team battle world, and of course, what happens there? Oh yeah, that's right, we have Chad Gable and the glorious one himself, Bobby Roode, win, and are now the team captains of Team Brawl, however, as they end up winning the matchup. Yay, I'm so excited to see these two how our lead the Raw Tag Team into battle this Sunday. Please, if there was a team that continues to get buried, and I say this every week, however, and I want to keep on saying it, the two teams that continue to get buried every week, because they have no faith in them, and apparently neither does Vince, are Dash and Dawson, as well as Connor and Victor. So here's an idea to Vince and the WWE writing staff, okay? If you want to make this tag team a little bit better, why don't you send both of these guys over to SmackDown to join people like Gallus and Anderson, The New Day, and The Bar? Because they're absolutely crapping all over them on Raw. That way on Raw, you can now keep the B-team, the B-sucky, boy-bland, bitch-ass Bo Dallas and his buddy Curtis Axel, the Chris Catan and Will Ferrell of the WWE, and then, of course, have the Wendy's boy himself, Heath Slater, and a guy who hasn't even taken a razor to his face, let alone shaved his beard, however, in a long time, the Man Beast Rhino, because, obviously, you continue to bore us with their antics, as well as the Lucha Lucha house party of Grand Metalik, Kalisto, and Lince Dorado. Not to say they're bad, however, but do we... It just goes to say that the tag team on Division on Raw continues to be an utter stupid joke. Speaking of jokes, let's go now to one of my big rants of the evening. The Paul Heyman, Jinder Mahal, Brock Lesnar, Sunel Singh, and Samir Singh segment. Okay, this segment started out okay. But then what happened? Oh yeah. We saw what happened, however, when Mahal came down, the little Muppet meathead, uh, arrogant uh, little uh, total meathead meatball and moron show up, however, with his boyfriend, Sunel the Slimebag Singh, and the snake, Samir Singh. But just when it looked like Mahal was ready to help Lesnar, however, and offering his services to help him focus on AJ, however, comes probably one of the most stupidest, if not the most arrogant comment of the night, and probably of all time, in Monday Night Raw history. After saying, come on in to Mahal, however, Lesnar decides to do something, of course, that we thought we would never see, let alone here, however, in Raw history, however, and that is, use a racial statement. And what did he say, you asked? Oh yeah, he told Paul Heyman, his manager, simply saying, after come on in, after saying to Mahal, come on in, he then looks at Heyman and tells Paul Heyman says to him, "After all, you should really hear this. You're Jewish." Yeah, 
Way to think on your feet there, Kevin Dunn, once again, and Vince McMahon. Way to use racial stuff, however, to piss off every fan in the process, however, by deciding to use racial words, however, and find a way to just piss off every fan like me out there because you guys don't have the balls to just basically call an audible and change up the wording. You decided to just keep it in and leave it in the script tower because you thought that would get a big pop. Well, guess what? I'm sure it got a big pop, maybe, but at the same time, I'm sure it didn't because you decided, Tower, to go a little out of bounds last night and find a way to insult the fans as well as everyone else out there, Tower, who were of that religion and or, or not of that religion because you felt that it was good to get a jolly old good laugh, however. I hope you're very happy, Vince and Kevin Dunn, because once again, you found a way to piss off the fans and just bury yourself, however. And if you don't take any repercussions on Brock Lesnar, I would, it just goes to show you that once again, you just don't have any balls either. Speaking of balls, however, let's talk about the semi-main event, however. Elias versus Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush, the lethargic little pissant that is Leo Rush, however. And the only thing that was funny about this, though, is that Lashley, however, told Elias, told, basically, however, to told Elias to come down and say the funny stuff to his face after Elias decided to have a little fun pretending to call Child Protective Service to report that Lashley stole a child, a.k.a. Rush, weeks ago. Now, i got to admit, that was funny. I got a chuckle out of that, and I was laughing about that. But at the end of the night, however, what happened? Oh, yeah, Bobby Lashley's little boyfriend, if you will, however, the lethargic little pissant that is Leo Rush, decides to find a way to help his man win against Elias because he decides to hold Elias' feet from getting back into the ring, however, and cost Elias the match. Well, I guess what happened afterward, Elias, Rush, however, basically, however is that you didn't, learn your, you didn't learn your lesson from earlier. And as a result, you basically, however, got thrown around like a little ragdoll bitch that you are because Elias was tired of hearing you run your mouth time and again about your man, however, and also find a way to cost you a spot. However, they basically was upset that you cost them a spot on the Survivor Series team. Then we go to the main event. Now we're going to get into the main event. And this is where I'm going to go off again. Originally, it was supposed to be Sasha versus Bailey for a team spot on Raw because apparently Alexa decided to introduce her team consisting of Nia Jax, Tamina, and her bestie, if you will, the so-called country girl, Mickey James, because once again, Alexa the cunt bliss decided to stack the deck, however, and find a way to piss off every fan by being another kiss-ass little puppet that she really is by basically sucking up to the authority of Triple H and Stephanie. Well, we know that Alexa is not going to be competing, however, at TakeOver, but instead, however, she said, however, she had a fourth person in mind, however, before the Sasha Bailey match, and that was Natty. So, what does that tell you? Oh, it tells you a couple things. First off, Alexa finds a way to... Now, I know she's not a fan of Sasha Bailey and uh, Nat Bailey, however. So she finds a way to kick them off the team, however. And instead, insert Natty as the fourth person. But she did tell everyone, however, that she would uh, find a way to have number five on the team, however, if, in fact, they would win the next match, which would be Sasha and Bailey. But that match never ended, never ended, didn't end up, we didn't find out who won. Because instead, however, Alexa laughed like the ever little mean girl bitch that she really is. 
and decided to tell both Banks and Bailey since they didn't win her, she already found a fifth person. And that, of course, is the page 2.0 of the WWE Ruby Wreckable Riot. And, of course, what happened there? Oh, yeah, how she find a way to once again screw with everyone's emotions and everything because she is nothing more than a long-caring, soulless person whose heart is so black and blue, however, that she should be stepped on by Ronda Rousey and like to see her break her arm again, however. But, of course, she can't fight right now because she's concussed, apparently, and there's talk also she might be not returning, however, to wrestling anytime soon. So, yeah, instead... Little Miss Arrogant Bitch Bliss herself, the everlasting cunt that she is, Howard decided to put Ruby right in. And from there, we thought everything was hunky-dory, Howard, and everything was kind of on a happy note, at least on Alexa's life. But then we go backstage, and what do we see? Oh yeah, we see Becky Lynch, my girl, find a way to almost literally break Ronda Rousey's arm in the process, however. Basically, as the referees, Howard, and agents told Becky to leave her alone. But of course, Becky didn't listen. So from there, Becky decided, however, after basically roughing up the meanest bitch in the world, however, after what had happened earlier the night after Rhonda had called her out, however, she then decided to uh, show, however, however, that uh, she wasn't afraid of anything. And as a result, we saw what happened, however, and that was the SmackDown girls and the Raw girls getting into a brawl to close the show. The only thing that was very interesting, however, mind you, however, that was surprising, and I did watch and go back watch the video, however, is that apparently, however, that Becky decided to take a couple cheap shots on Ronda, however, by hitting her with the chair. But before that, however, we saw apparently Nia Jax give a stiff forearm to Becky's nose, however, breaking it to the point where she basically was gushing blood like a fountain. So the end came, however, needless to say, however, when we saw the SmackDown girls, however, thought they had the last laugh on the Raw girls. But the end came, however, when Stephanie told, however, Corbin, what was that all about, however, and she was wondering why Corbin allowed the SmackDown girls to get into the arena. And then Corbin said he didn't have an idea how they got into the building, and basically Stephanie wondered how he would fix it. So I imagine right now Corbin's balls and basically his ego, however, are really in serious jeopardy at this point because I think right now, however, come after Sunday, however, it's not only his balls are going to be castrated by basically Braun Strowman, it's going to be his job too because I think Stephanie, if she has any guts whatsoever, and we've seen her at times have very little of that, however, she would fire that little cock stain. But at the same time, she might not. You never know. So, that being said, overall, how as far as the Raw show goes, I thought it was good in some parts and it could have been better in others. And on a scale of 1 to 10, I want to give this show a 4 out of 10. <coughs> All i got to say, first off, is wow. Uh, thank you very much there, JD, for your, of course, your Raw edition of the WWS Icebreaker for this evening. Uh, before, we, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and let you know here, about some, uh, of course, some, some upcoming events here. Of course, we got tomorrow night outside the ropes, 141 364 pound at 6 30. Don't forget wrestling debate at 8 o'clock, 139 925. Revolution, of course, tomorrow night, 138055 pound, our live video feed coming in to us from AWA US History Lives. <clears throat> also, of course, NWO Wolfpack um, at 9 o'clock, 138521 pound. Uh, live video feed coming to us from the NWO Wolfpack Radio Facebook page itself. Also on Friday, <clears throat> folks, our live video feed will be coming from 
for Revolution will be coming in from WWS Universe. Uh, also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that Thursday night on Wolfpack, what we are what we are going to do <clears throat> is for those who, of course, want to take want to take part, we are going to do predictions for the NXT show on uh, on Thursday night's edition of Wolfpack. And of course, I am also going to be. I'll go ahead and announce this now. We are going to have <clears throat> a. I have not decided which belt it will be. But what we are going to do is have a prediction title challenge for the NXT show. And I'll keep everybody informed as to what belts will be at stake, what singles belt and what tag team titles will be at stake. But uh, we'll, we'll, everyone who wants to take part, like I said, um, <clears throat> um, we will be doing predictions for the NXT show on Thursday night's edition of Wolfpack. And then on Friday night's revolution with our live video feed from WWS Universe, We'll be also having predictions for Survivor Series. It's going to be kind of <clears throat> interesting to see, of course, with the latest developments that just occurring here between last night and tonight. So uh, we'll have some talks about that. I can tell you for Survivor Series, the prediction title challenge for Survivor Series, the <clears throat> the, um, the the singles belt that will be up for grabs is the NWA US Anarchy Championship. And the tag titles that will be up for grabs will be the OWN US World Tag Team titles. So keep in mind for that here. Also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Power Hour this Saturday will start at a special time, 7 o'clock. Of course, 141364-pound. <clears throat> and we will be having, of course, in addition to our normal routine on Power Hour, we will also be providing coverage of the NXT TakeOver show. And also, ladies and gentlemen, our very rare occasion, we will have our live video feed coming from the Power Hour Radio Facebook page for this, <clears throat> this special edition, talking about, of course, everything that we normally talk about on Power Hour, plus also, of course, like we said, the NXT TakeOver show itself. So be sure to join us for that Saturday night starting at 7 o'clock. <clears throat> and don't forget this Sunday here, folks, at 5 o'clock special edition of Revolution, Will be, of course, our um, special edition of Revolution, which will be our prediction show for Survivor Series, which will be predicting all of our matches here for Survivor Series. And, of course, our live video feed from that will be from WCWS News Channel. So be sure to join us here for that this Sunday as well. Everything coming up here, of course, in the next between tomorrow and Sunday, right here on the WCWS Radio Network. Be sure to join us for all of that. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, Excuse me, I will go around and ask everybody here. Um, uh, JD, I'll start with you. Anything, sir, you wish to add? Come back to me last, however. Okay. Uh, John and Fonzie, is there anything, gentlemen, that you wish to add before we close up shop? Fonzie? Uh, I thought you asked John first. Well, uh, John said he has nothing to add, by the way. He's already left uh, the okay. evening. Uh, okay. okay, sorry about that. Fonzie, go ahead. Anything, sir, you wish to add? Um, yeah, I... Yeah. Uh, well, JV said, Brawl is pretty much... And... 
can't say the word, but uh, crap. I what's that? Crap. No, another word for crap. Uh, no. uh, shit. On a, on a, yeah, that's it. On a shit hole. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, here's my thing. It's going to happen. Well, and now it's all screwed up because Paul Heyman came at SmackDown and, yeah, uh, ruined, ruined the fucking plans because. AJ was going to make Brock Lesnar tap out. Um, so you can get that out of the way. Uh, I still want Seth Rollins to beat Nakamura. Uh, I want Ronda Rousey to break Charlotte's arm completely and go ahead and face uh, Becky Lynch at TLC. Next month, uh, um, the rest I want those three, yeah. But I had AJ, but AJ's not there. Um, well, two two people from all I want to win, and rest are going to be SmackDown and SmackDown. Uh, actually, Brock Lesnar is going to beat, uh, we'll say, okay. Well, it's going to be Raw winning, in, uh, SmackDown winning the whole thing. Uh, the only three or four people are going to win is three people from Raw, and that's it. Three people from Raw. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and Ronda Rousey, and... That's going to be only three going to win, and SmackDown's going to win the whole thing um, because their Corbin don't have no fucking grapefruits or balls, whatever you could say, or vagina, whatever he has, um, <laughs> to take a revenge back what happened last night because he was scared that he was going to get fired, and which he is, and I hope that maybe Kurt Angle will break his ankle before he even gets to uh, the monster of all monsters to break his knee, so break ankle. And for uh, Dolph Ziggler's boyfriend, uh, well, he can kiss Dolph off Ziggler's ass and hopefully he'll be crying after the match is over because that's what happened at Cron Joel when Kurt Angle tried to break Dolph Ziggler's ankle and he had to come for him all day, all night at Cron Joel. So, yeah. So the boyfriend got back his his lover, so and that's why Cardin was not in there. And JD, who is the captain now for SmackDown ladies? Now we just heard that Charlotte is going to face Ronda Rousey. They ain't picked yet. 
to the last one before. Answer, let me answer. Let me answer your question. To answer that question, that is a good question. I would have to say. Wow, that is a good question. I mean, you got Oscar. Yeah. You got. Uh, like I said, you got Oscar there. You got uh, Carmella. Dear God, hopefully. Carmella. Yeah. Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. Sonya Deville. Yeah, Clonic. Yeah. Yeah, Clonic. It's going to be the. Is it, who? Oh, yeah, the Iconics. No, the Iconics are yeah. in it, I don't think. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, they are. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm, let, me, let me pull it up. Yes, I think uh, it might be right home. Because Paige uh, brought them out. Sonny DeVille was in it. Hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you in a minute. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, hold on. Okay, here we go. It's uh, Carmel and Naomi, Sonya DeVille, Oscar, and to be announced, however. Okay. So I'm thinking right now it's going to be either Naomi or it's going to be Sonya, I'm thinking. I think it's going to be Charlotte. I think he's, she's going to fight twice. But she could. If, if, if Ronda Rousey but, but, don't but break I, but her I, but, but arm. Remember, but remember this, though. <laughs> remember what I said yesterday, though. Yeah. What if, though? I'm saying you said Charlotte could pull double duty, but I said this yesterday, if you guys remember, and you heard me say this yesterday. What if it's Nikki Cross? Nikki Cross, possibly. Because Sandy is fighting, and they are in the tag team match. What if Nikki Cross makes her first big main major roster debut in this match? She could. Possibility. That would be be good. Um, But let me me mention this to answer Fonzie's question. By the way, once again, Fonzie, I do concur with JD. That is an excellent question. I would say out of those, out of those other ladies, I would, I, I would, that would be two I would choose to captain that team. My personal opinion, just my personal opinion. Naomi or Oscar, one of them, gotta be. Oh, there's one, there's one more slot. That was Charlotte. No. No, I know what you're saying, but Chad's saying, though, that with that yeah. one spot open, however, it could be one of those, like I said, like I mentioned, it could be, you said Charlotte yeah. could be double duty, I said it could be Nikki Cross, we'll wait and see. Right. Well, the way I'm, but the way I'm, but like I said, the way I'm, the way I'm seeing it, like I said, is that, yes, I need to fill in that slot now, since now Charlotte is going to be going to fill in for Becky Lynch to take on Ronda Rousey. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying here is, is that yeah, they need they need a fifth person on the team. Yes, but what I'm saying about who's already there is what I'm saying. And you have mentioned either Naomi, you have mentioned Naomi and Oscar, or two of the members in there. You know, and you know what I what I think is 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 that you know with with them right there. Um, at the, you know, at forefront of this, you know, I say why not? Um, why not? Uh, why not? Why not put them, in, one of them, as the team captain? I mean, one of them. I mean, I don't know. That'd be that'd be kind of hard to choose. That'd be that that'd be that'd be, be kind of hard. That'd be kind of hard to choose. But um. 
<clears throat> but uh, we're just going to wait and see, like I said, what happens what happens with that uh, coming up here. I'm sure they're going to make a decision before Sunday. I mean, I'm sure it won't be surprised if they make a decision the night of the NXT show. Maybe I don't know. But like I said, Naomi or I, Naomi or Asuka would be my top two picks to take the team captain spot. One of those two. I think it's going to be Brie Bella. I think it's going to be Brie Bella. Well, well, you know what? You know what, Alphonse? You know, you make a very valid point. As we we always say, anything can happen in wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it could be a pretty good possibility of that. But again, as always, we're just going to have to wait and see. Just going to wait and see what happens. What what happens with this and all? But I mean, uh, <clears throat> a lot of points will be raised. You, you got to think about, like I said, who is out of, who out who's on the team right now. And JD, you said I think you said Naomi, you said Oscar, you said Carmella, and you said Sonya Deville. Is in it right now, right? And I mean. I mean, I mean, Fonzie raises a good point. You know, they could add, they could ask one of the Bellas to 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 to, to come in to do this. I mean, it is it is it is very much possible. Um, and like I said, the only other recourse would be the smart thing, in my personal opinion. And I mean, what Fonzie said is a, is a smart move, but also, of course, they may also just consider using who is already on the team and and then figuring out who the fifth per the fifth person and, and you know what finds the fifth person could be could be Brie Bell that they yeah. choose. I mean Jay you're saying you know, I mean and, and I I'm, I'm not saying there's a lot of talented female competitors who would love to have an opportunity to go mm-hmm. out to, to, to be to, to to be on a Survivor series team. I mean how do yeah. you know that you know a lot of Thing about it, this is this is this is the season for it. I mean, who who you know? I mean, I mean personally, shoot, absolutely. I mean, you can't pass up a rare a rare opportunity like that. So it's we're going to wait and see what happens. And JD and Fonzie, you brought up both. You brought up a lot of different scenarios, interesting scenarios here. Which of course the landscape changing now that of course Becky Lynch. Is no longer going to be able to compete against Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair has been placed, and Becky's placed Charlotte Flair in her place, and and then so that that puts us all in a bind. Uh, and of course, like I said, I mean, what's putting the wrestling world on its ear right now is the fact of what happened tonight with Daniel O'Brien defeating AJ Styles to win the WWE title, which we'll talk more about that tomorrow night, and then the process taking down AJ Styles. And which I think one reason, one reason why I personally think that Daniel Bryan did what he did was because of something that was said a long time ago about a dream that he had about someone he wanted to face. That one person he said he's always wanted to face was Brock Lesnar. And now all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in now five days. So we're, this is unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So we'll talk more about that during our talk of SmackDown. Tomorrow night here on Revolution. Uh, JD, did you want to add anything else to the news? Well, I mean, let me just say it here and now, however. 
I said it a couple times already, and I'm going to say it one more time, however. I hope WWE has a plan. And I do say this in a big-time way. I hope they have a big plan ahead of them. Because now, I mean, you can't help what Becky Lynch, however, did, however. Like I said, you can't help her on what she did, however, last night with Ronda, however. But, after what happened with the broken nose and concussion, however, it kind of stinks, however, that she's out of this match, however, for Sunday. Does this feud obviously continue, however, after she heals up? And they set up a, maybe a match for TLC or the Rumble before the year's out or going into the new year. We'll have to wait and see. But as far as what you said with Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar, however, I think a lot of people were surprised to see what happened tonight. I hope they have a plan. And I do mean this sincerely. I do hope they have a good idea of where they're going with this show on Sunday, however. But right now, it does not look like they have any idea of where to go with, however. And uh, I just think right now that Survivor Series has, within the last 48 hours, turned from being a good show to a show that has just completely, uh, well, I don't mean to be mean-spirited in saying this, though. Well, I, I shouldn't say I'm not going to be mean-spirited in saying this. Uh, you guys remember, well, you might remember this, Chad. Remember the movie The Poseidon Adventure? Oh, yes, I, I, I remember that. The one with Gene Hackman? Yeah, one of my favorite movies. Anyway, if you yeah, if you remember remember when the ship got hit by the big uh, monster tidal wave that was in that movie, and then the ship then ended up uh, turning upside down, and they were going from the bottom up. Oh yeah, that's what it's that's what WWE is right now looking like. The Poseidon Adventure. It is it had a monster wave come upon them in the last two days, like a killer 15, 20 foot wave. However. That has done more damage than you would think, however. I think tonight, like I said, they got very panicky again in getting the belt off of AJ. I think they totally screwed that up. And ever since the word, I don't think it was Daniel Bryan's time just yet, or at least for a while. But I guess because whoever's call was, like I said, it was probably Dickhead Dunn's deal or Michael P.S. Hayes' deal, however. However, I don't know whoever made that call. They better have a good idea what to do, Sonny. I'll tell you right now, however, Survivor Series is shaping them to be one cluster mess of a show. You basically screwed, uh, you basically rushed the Charlotte-Ronda match, however, because you had no other option to turn to, however, going into Sunday. And you could have saved this matchup, however, for WrestleMania. But instead, you said, now, okay, let's make this a non-title matchup, however, which is fine. Which is fine. I'm all for that. But at the end of the day, however, hopefully they won't disappoint there. But as far as the Brock Daniel Bryan matchup power goes, however, uh, this this should be a match that should just be called off right now. Plain and simple, because it's going to be a disaster. It is going to be another disaster. This match won't even go five minutes. I feel it's going to be a lot. It's going it's going to probably end up being a little bit shorter than what happened. Than than what happened, of course. Uh, what was a couple years ago when Goldberg and uh, well, I'm talking about when Goldberg and Lesnar faced off a Survivor Series. That match lasted like what a minute twenty some seconds. Yeah. And this yeah. match. This How match, much this match could go two minutes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, heck, we all know the thing. The thing about it is Brock Lesnar could probably pick it, could probably remember what happened to him, you know, against Goldberg, and he might try to do it the same way, and then. And then before you know it and all that, not give not give Daniel Bryan at all a, 
you know, a fight or anything like that because for all we know, Brock Lesnar could, and this is going to be kind of hard, this kind of a pill that might be kind of hard to swallow. But like I said, you know, he could feel some sort of sympathy for Daniel Bryan because he probably knows that he could probably end up killing the man. Yeah. We all, we've all said that. I mean, we have all said this, that, you know, that, that it, would, it would be foolhardy and it would be dangerous to put somebody, I mean, Daniel Bryan, like we said all, all the time, I'm not doubting his ability. He's a very talented superstar and we want to see him, you know, go, go as far as he possibly can. We were all saying that, of course, with what happened, you know, you know, before, you know, he sadly he had to retire due to his injuries. And yes, like I said, it was it was a wise move not to try that before he got injured, you know, because if he would have done something like that and all that, he wouldn't be walking today, let alone, you know, being able to, you know, come come back and compete and everything of that nature. But the thing about it is Brock Lesnar, like I said, is almost is a is like a you know, he's beefed up. He's been training. He is, he is, and I'm sure he focuses, he's focusing on, focusing, you know, every single day here. And now he's got, he's back into that driver's seat again after, of course, winning, winning the belt, you know, at, at Crown Jewel. Of course, it was, I wouldn't really call that a very honorable win on Brock Lesnar's part. But of course, you could thank Baron Corbin kind of for that. I'm sure that right there was kind of the start of the whole. Braun, I mean, uh, Baron Corbin situation right there was when he screwed Braun Strowman out of that belt, in my personal opinion. Yeah. But, but that's not, but that's not, that's not what I'm trying to make here. Is this the thing about it is, and all that, <clears throat> that you know, Daniel Bryan has been trying, waiting a long, an awful long time, you know, to, for the right opportune time to go after, to go after this, uh, to go after Brock Lesnar, someone that he has always said he want, has wanted to face. And now, like, and, and, and as I just said, that match is going to take place in five days. But like I said before, he is not going to come back out of this thing alive. I'm telling you that right here. I'm telling nope. you that right. He won't. No, no, he's not going to come out of there. Brie Bella and his and his daughter is not going to look him square in the face and say, you know, like I said, why in the world do you take a do a foolhardy thing like that and all? And all of a sudden, he's going to start losing that self respect. You know, whenever around the time that he, whenever he first came came in, you know, during the during his days in NXT and everything like that, it's gonna start going back to that pattern again. We all remember how that was, and mm-hmm. you know, he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna. He he's technically Daniel Bryan is a very accomplished superstar, but in this case, guys, I'm gonna say it right straightforward: the man is an underdog when it comes to facing somebody the caliber of Brock Lesnar. He is an underdog, and he's going to be lucky to choose to Anything can happen, but, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens here. And if Daniel Bryan survives, it's going to be a miracle from heaven. That's all I got really got to say. Yeah, it will. It was, it's a miracle, and it's going to be a blame miracle. Because, like I said, he, he – I mean, the thing about it is guys like I me mean, – I mean, there's a lot of guys who have – who have a you know a good opportunity to go against someone with the caliber of Brock, but Daniel Bryan, unfortunately, you know if he if he perseveres, then that's one thing. But I mean, and he'll prove a whole lot of people wrong. But like I said, the man is just looking. He's going. He's on like he's going on a suicide mission for crying out loud. And the thing about it is, you know who the one going to perform the suicide is going is going to perform the suicide on him is voila, Brock Lesnar. So there you go. 
So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens here, Brad. And like you, like JD says, I hope, pray to God that they know they know what they're doing. If they want to try to salvage this pay per view after the changes that's been made in the last little while. First off, was with Charlotte now taking Becky Lynch's place? You know, go against Ronda Rousey, and of course, I'm sure probably one reason why probably Becky did that was because a she may not want to face Ronda in the first place, and b you know. Uh, and, 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 and B, like I said, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, she, she, she wanted to wait for another, you know, uh, uh, opportunity. And then of course she knew that she had to weaken Ronda Rousey a little bit so that way she can get out of it and give the match, give Ronda Rousey to somebody else and all, because maybe Becky Lynch has felt that maybe now that since what she did last night, you know, that Ronda Rousey is not probably, is 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 not as it's just she's saying okay she, she, this girl's not even my caliber so i mean i i mean personally my personal opinion but again sunday it's gonna be it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, there's gonna have to be a lot of proving going on here as far as as far as everything goes and and of course if they if they get through all this alive it's gonna be like i said a miracle from heaven but like i said with uh, with the calls that have been made last night and tonight, as JD's put it, you know this is going to be this is going to turn out probably the lousiest series in its 30 plus history, my personal opinion. Yep. So there you have. It. On that note, here, folks, I do thank you for joining us here tonight for episode 584 of WWS Revolution. I do want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie for joining us here tonight. Also, I wanted to give a good shout out to the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, who is not on with us officially, but did give us the update, of course, concerning the deal with Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar. I do appreciate that. And we hope to talk to her, of course, uh, um, uh, tomorrow night as well. And also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have an action-packed night uh, tomorrow night with Star Wars Outside of the Ropes at 6.30. Then, of course, Resident Debate at 8 o'clock, and then Revolution at 9. Revolution episode 584 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. For the Iceman, Jerry DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, and, and, all, and all the members here of the WWS family, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening, and we'll join you tomorrow night starting with Outside the Ropes. At 6:30, call ID 141-387-POUND. This has been the WCWS Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.